Yo, yo, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Hempication. Yeah, so we are past the time change weekend. Happy Monday. Um, today's a bit of a ramble. Um, I was vaping this sativa. Uh, I think it's, I think the brand is Gelato. But the um, strain is fruity cereal, sativa. I'm not much of a sativa vapor, but, you know, I'm off Mondays. Uh, got a little creative juices flowing, and it's Monday morning. So, yeah, that's where we are. Um, Actually, I have recorded a... Um, a video review of these um, vape cartridges quite a bit back. Um, It looks like it was March 30th, one of my last um, snowboarding trips of the uh, 2021 season ending. So it was 2022, March 30th. Um, so earlier this year, and I never posted that, um, I just don't even really pay attention to YouTube, uh, well, I, I consume a lot of YouTube content, but as far as posting, I really slowed down, I'm sure you noticed, um, mostly it's just, you know, I know that people like reviews, but it's like, there's only so many things that I can try and post um and then I get a little nervous about like you know future you know when it comes to like career choices or something is somebody gonna like look me up and see all this kind of content and then another thing I get a little concerned with is just I don't know like there was some copyright alert that I got because you know, one of the fuzzies, the episodes where I was reviewing one of the fuzzies, I had shown, like, in the thumbnail, um, the picture of the box, and then there was, like, some copyright restriction, and I don't think it was music, I don't really put music in the videos, and I don't know, just having a place to record them, um, I liked doing the Instagram, you know, like, live kind of smoke sesh kind of videos but um there was really no planning to them and that was during a time in the pandemic when I really had like no life really I was just like working and then I would record you know while I was like vaping or smoking or something so it I mean it was fun but um and then here comes the podcast you know I'm all over the place but yeah I mean with YouTube it's like I feel like whenever I go to upload you know, like, there's a certain part of the house that I prefer being in, uh, it's a lot quieter, minus the, you know, sounds of the, the traffic, the ambulances, the trucks, the people, you know, like, it's city background noise that I'm sure you guys always hear, but the Wi-Fi in this section of the house just sucks, 
And so I'm a little, like, you know, frustrated with that, that it's like, okay, the Wi-Fi really blows. Um, but it's, like, where I can focus the most. Uh, so I don't know if that was the issue that I had with uploading or maybe if it was the not for children type content, but I kept getting these error messages and I was like, is it the Wi-Fi? Is it the length of the video, which I don't think it is like, and I'm uploading from my phone and then it's like, I don't want to take this and just like have to put it onto Google drive and then get onto my laptop. And like, it's just this whole thing that it's like, I don't know, like it's, it's a lot to try to do. It's, it, I don't really like uploading. The uploading process to me is not, you know, if I don't do it right when I record something, like you see, it's like months later and I'm just like, oh yeah, I wanted to record that. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of testing out some sativa in the morning. I did actually vape some indica too, so it's kind of like, I don't know. But yeah, last night was the first night in a while that I had a one of those wild, W-Y-L-D, one of those wild, um, edibles, the Indica with CBN, um, they're 10, I think they're about 10 milligrams for a whole one, a whole piece of a gummy, I think I had about a half a gummy, um, but it knocked me out, and that's kind of what I needed, I've had, like, multiple nights of just, like, kind of poor sleep I think Thursday night I stayed up well I think it was since Wednesday night I was up past 1 30 same with um Thursday night and then Friday came around um I was up late Saturday I was up late so Sunday night was the first night that I had kind of slept very properly um but this morning I woke up at like 4 a.m. So, and I was like, oh gosh. And then, you know, I was able to get back to rest. Um, 4 a.m. I was able to get back to resting. Um, so yeah, I, oh man, sorry, these blinds are loud. Um, it's about to rain today. <laughs> Uh, I'm in LA. It's gonna rain today, and I'm just like, I don't even know what to do with myself. We had beautiful weekend weather, um, bright, shining weather. Um, I definitely relaxed a lot. Other than doing uh, creative things, I didn't really study or work too much, really. Um, I kind of burned out last week, honestly, like with the lack of good sleep and then you know I had a little bit of not low motivation during work but kind of more like I didn't really want to be doing what I was doing at work while I was working I was kind of more like I want to do something creative um I had a lot of creative energy last week and then the stuff I had to do for work was just getting in the way of that I was like I don't want to be depleted by the time I have the the time of my in in my day to be able to like do what I actually want to do like it is like a self-discipline thing but also like I'm so over this job it's just like it gets in the way of my energy on too many different levels socially emotionally mentally just you know like I'm not like sleeping 
thinking about work. I don't wake up, like, worried about work. But I also know, like, I just try to hit my performance marks and then just leave it at that. Like, at this point, I'm kind of like, you know, it's this job is a bit of a burden on me. Um, so, I mean, that's my own problem, you know. I'm studying to get out of it. But it's not a bad job. It's just, you know, uh, it's not the right place for me right now. And I'm still in it. So, um, like, the pay isn't helping with my financial goals. And like I said, like, I have other goals during the during the week, during each day. And this job kind of gets in the way of my energy for that kind of stuff. Um, you know, mostly because we're, you know, we're working hard with homeless populations in the middle of a pandemic and an economic decline um I mean that's not the easiest way to be trying to work with people and luckily we're remote doing this but also the rapport can be a little difficult with the remote aspect and it can be a little overwhelming because you know they can text us and sometimes so sometimes it's like all these back-to-back intense texts about like um just like stressful um situations it can be really just like a lot of drain you know from eight to four just like uh, so yeah reducing my my work week so that I'm not working Mondays I maybe I should have mentioned that yeah I vaped this morning but also no I'm not working today um, I'd rather do this. I'm working on some other projects on the side. Um, getting my income streams up. Um, it's just little by little everything, a little at a time, but definitely focused on it. But then when I sit down, I'm like, I gotta work eight hours a day for work, you know? But it's like, it it does pay. Like, it's consistent money, so... Um, I'm just not too happy with the money and I did go you know try to uh, see what kind of wiggle room my old site would have with like pay rates um they couldn't meet me like they were offering about seven dollars less an hour than what I need uh, for my minimum so I kind of just had to decline for now because that's just not gonna cut it because you know, in San Diego, you know, I'm in LA right now, and if I'd have to be on site, I'd have to move back to San Diego, and the amount that they wanted to pay me wouldn't even qualify me for an apartment, because you know how you have to make, like, three times, uh, three times the rent, it wouldn't have been three times the rent, so, um, I wouldn't be able to, like, move, like, of course you can do, like, the Craigslist thing, and the other kind of things like that, um, I was thinking, like, if you think just strictly Zillow applications, I, you know, the next time I move, I'm really not trying to do this, like, let's get a cheap discount thing anymore. Like, I did that. I lived that life. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to do anything luxurious or extravagant, but I'm also not trying to, um, you know, get roommates or housemates or anything along those lines. Um, I want to have more control in the situation of where I live. You know, a lot of the places that I've seen that are a little more affordable are like right by the freeway. 
So that's one thing. I don't want to live right by the freeway. Um, I don't want to live, like, right by a school. Um, just because of, like, I'm thinking, like, rush hour times and noise levels and parking. Like, those are the types of things that, I mean, it's not the biggest deal, but those are some things that I look at. And so I've noticed a lot of the slightly cheaper apartments are like literally like right by freeway on ramp or like you look out like and you're like literally by like the freeway, like close enough that you can hear it. Like, I don't want to hear like the freeway traffic, you know, I don't want to be right by the airport. I don't want to be right by a train or a trolley or None of that, you know. So that's also narrowing down a lot of stuff, too. Because uh, San Diego does have a lot of places that are like that. Like, I, you know, and I also don't want to live out in the boonies, like, in the middle of, like, the hiking trail kind of areas. You know, I want to live in an area where you can walk around that city. So places like Hillcrest, North Park, um... Maybe even kind of like downtown Kensington kind of area. Um, Chula Vista for me is like, because I worked there for so long, and I know so many past clients that live in that area, I just don't want to move there just specifically for that reason, just because I don't want to be bumping into anybody like that. Um, Not like there's anything wrong with them, I just, just... People have poor boundaries and they don't understand that, you know, even if they want to be in contact, they will make it a little awkward and be like, oh, like, can we exchange numbers? Like, they kind of make it a little, like, too familiar. And, you know, with work stuff, when I have clients, I like it to be professional strictly. I'm not trying to have lunch with them. I'm not trying to go out. Even if it's like I'm not working at the site anymore, I still, if I run into somebody, I still don't want to, like, add them on Facebook or Instagram or something like it's very like keep my distance keep it professional um and I understand you know that relationship you know um it is an important relationship but I also don't want it um past the professional level if I'm not working at the site and if they're not directly my client and we're not meeting through work during work scheduled work time for work reasons, I don't really want to engage, like, on my level, it's like, I'm trying to help you, but from a professional perspective, and I can be friendly, but I'm not trying to be a friend, like, solely a friend role, I want to keep it a friendly professional role, and that's just kind of what I've chosen, I know there are some staff that do the whole, like, after two years, like, they might, um, interact with people that were their previous clients, but I'm not really one of those people. And um, not that there's anything wrong with it. I mean, that's within the ethics, but I guess I just, you know, yeah, I have my own friend groups and I don't want to hang out with, with my clients. I mean, it's just not something I'm interested in. Um, And I know that sounds like maybe a little bit of a leap to be like, yeah, I don't want to live in a whole part of the city, but our clinic served that part of the city only for the most part. Like the majority of the people lived right there. Um, And there were places where it's like, 
I know where they shopped, where they went to, like, where they lived, where they would take walks, where they would go out, like, and I think about it, and I'm like, because there were so many clients spread out around that part of the city, it's like, there's so many restaurants, parks, gyms, movie theaters, places like that, where I'm like, there's no way that I'm not going to run into somebody, unless they've all changed their hobbies and interests by this point, and none of them do the same thing anymore at all, or unless they all moved or something, but, you know, I worked at a clinic for about five years where they had 600 people, and I knew a lot of those clients, even if it wasn't directly working with them. Um, I'm pretty sure I worked with over 100 clients the whole time I was there, and maybe even more. So, I don't know, I didn't really, um, um... Um, have any, you know, any type of, you know, I I just want to live in certain parts of areas where I know I'm going to be at, um, but I need some space from the professional world, so I don't want to necessarily live right next to work, you know, I don't want to be like, okay, if I have a day off and then like, you know, co-workers are, like, taking a walk near my apartment, and I see them while I'm washing my car or something, like, just stuff like that, that's, like, I just like things to be a little, I like a bit of space, you know, so that's kind of, I mean, I'm not even there yet, but that's the kind of stuff I think about when I'm, like, okay, when I'm moving, I'm not trying to go for, like, the cheapest options, because those are kind of, like, some of the things that come up with the cheapest options, uh, living in noisy areas, and then a certain part of the city that happens to be cheaper, a little, not a, it's not significantly cheap enough, it's just they might have cheaper options of places to live closer to the border, but also it's so far from everywhere else that I hang out that, you know, I've lived near the border before, and I remember, like, I couldn't even really out for drinks easily because it was like well now I have to uber and it's too far and so just stuff like that where it's like I think about my daily life my daily routines I don't want to live in a place that's gonna limit my routines um you know I would probably prefer to live in a in a bottom floor unit um but I know it's maybe better to live upstairs so you don't have people stomping on your ceiling um but also I might prefer a bottom floor unit just because you know um I like to do workouts like martial arts jumping jacks like stuff that might be a little high impact dancing um I don't want to be like worried about like oh like my neighbors are going to be mad at me, you know, my downstairs neighbors are going to hate me for this, um, I mean, I know there's always a way to come to an agreement and an arrangement and be like, hey, you know, like, I might be in this part of the house working out on these days, um, at these times, like, there would be a way to come to, like, an agreement about that kind of stuff, um, but I wouldn't want to be, like, I mean, it's just one of those things, I don't want to deal with it, And then when it comes to, like, sharing walls with people, like, 
you know, is it going to be thin? Like the last place I was living in, it was a duplex and I rented just a room and there was a kind of like crawl space under the house. And so the floor was like hollow. Um, and so, you know, and it was wood floors and the walls were thin. So I was sandwiched between like so much nonsense. It was like the roommate that was like flipping out and like losing their mind sharing one wall with me where she'd be like banging on the walls and the floor sometimes and yelling and screaming and um kind of like I don't know what she was doing but she would always deny it but I was like bro like <laughs> you know I had audio recordings of her just like I'm just like how do you say that this isn't you like it's definitely you you know um, and then, you know, we didn't have central air, so it would get hot. And, you know, I, I had at least a ceiling fan in one window, but I would have the one window and have the ceiling fan. And, um, that was basically it. Like, um, yeah, I'd have the window with the ceiling fan and um uh that was basically it like like um for airflow uh, otherwise i had a a little mini heater and it worked but you couldn't have two of them on at the same time in the house So sometimes the power would shut off um, when I had mine on and another housemate had theirs on. So we'd kind of alternate sometimes. She would only run hers for like 20 minutes, but I would run mine for like an hour or so. Um, Plus my bedding was like on the floor pretty much. So it was like cold with the wood floors and the crawl space under there and stuff. So and then in the summer, like keeping the window open, we had neighbors across the street that were like almost always doing construction like I guess he had like a side hustle where he did some parts of construction outside of the side of his house. And so he'd always have machinery and they were always fixing up their own house too. And so they'd have like these little like forklifts riding around and like, like sawing circular saws and all this kind of like sanding and, you know, power tools going and like, you know, so there wasn't a lot of relaxation like, sometimes they'd be working past 6 p.m. Sometimes they'd be up early in the morning. Um, there was just a lot happening where I was just like, oh, my gosh. Um, and it's not like they were just only working on their house. Like, he would be doing projects um, on on occasion on weekends and stuff, too. So it's like if you wanted to have just a weekend where you're chilling at home with your window open And you got the neighbors next door and their kids running around in the house. And you got the roommate next door, next, the next door over from you on the other side of the wall, just like screaming on her phone or whatever and like stomping around. And then the neighbors outside (laughs) doing construction. And I got the, you know, the windows open because it's hot and it's like, oh my God, you know, (laughs) like that is not ideal it's like I don't care how much you pay but it's like sometimes you just want to relax and that was not relaxing so um 
you know, and just how everything echoed so much with the wood floors and just everything just echoed so much in the house with the thin walls. It was just a mess. Um, so I didn't like it. Um, but I don't want to live somewhere like that again. Like if you have like a year lease, like the only thing that was kind of saving me was that I always knew I could leave because I had a month to month lease. But, you know, if I get a year lease, it's like, now you're kind of stuck with it or you break the lease. It just sounds like more to deal with. And I know myself, I like quiet. I mean, it's not, nowhere is going to be completely like silent forever, but it's like, you know, um, there's a lot that I don't want to live next to, you know, I don't want to have a ground floor apartment with parking right outside my window and you know like motorcycles parked right there just like revving their engines you know like right outside my window every day or like whatever you know like there's so many scenarios of things where you're just like like so in a way I'd almost be better off living kind of like in a more isolated area but it's hard to want to live in the city but in like a quiet neighborhood but there are a lot of places like that. I like the places where you can, like, be within walking distance or very, very short couple block drive to go to stores like 7-Eleven or, like, you know, like the small Asian markets uh, for groceries and uh, some kind of restaurants where there's, like, good takeout and, you know, like a variety of types of foods um around the neighborhood like San Diego's good with that they tend to have a lot of good restaurants and everything um and you know I'd want to live like kind of close to hiking uh but not like in the hiking necessarily um or even closer to the beach but you know that creates a parking issue sometimes depending how close to the beach you are and the expense but I'm kind of used to living closer to the beach so that could actually be something to consider as living closer to the ocean um so yeah it's there's just a lot like that that I think on um with moving and uh with days off with work with you know financial planning right now the financial planning is just get another job and it Mostly I'm just, like, paying off student loans, improving my credit, um, small investing in in uh, just my regular investments, and then small investing with extra money that I get, um, and, you know, side hustle-related stuff. Um, so that's kind of mostly what's been going on. Um... I'm kind of having a slow start to a morning, even though I had some stuff on my mind that I was going to, I woke up and decided, okay, I'm going to try and, like I said, like with the video posts and stuff, like, but then that just seemed like it wasn't going to happen, so, um, yeah, but I'm liking the kind of sativa vibe in the morning, uh, this isn't something that's too normal for me, um, I did have some caffeine, too. I had some yerba mate. I had, like, maybe a gulp or two. 
Um, and then I went to the canned one and had a couple sips of that. So, I mean, I have a little caffeine in my system, a little indica, a little sativa. So I got like a little hybrid situation going on here. Um, like I like to have like a focused energy, kind of get rid of a bit of the fog, but I don't want to be like not chill. Like I don't want to be wired. So I think I got myself to that point where it's like I can still chill and feel like I'm relaxed enough and thinking, but not like amped up kind of and like wired. Like I'm trying to stay like low, like not high stimulation. Um, at a very low stimulation two days and now I want to have a low stimulation creative day and it's going to be a rainy creative day um I got my first room booked for um upcoming snowboarding so the my local resort I'm going to be going Veterans Day weekend, um, but the end of the weekend, so like Sunday and Monday, because um, they open on the 10th, so I don't want to be there on the 10th, or the 11th, or the 12th, like, uh, I don't want to be there while everyone's there, and hotels are cheaper Sundays and weekdays than they are Fridays and Saturdays, um, and there's probably going to be a lot more traffic and stuff too. So, you know, I mean, people are probably taking days off too, having like a four or five day weekend. Um, I'm already going to have a four day weekend because I have Mondays off. And so I'll have, I'm also going to go see um, Black Panther on Saturday in Long Beach. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a good upcoming weekend it'll be the first weekend in uh in a bit since I've done anything um I think the last weekend I did anything was um before Halloween Monday mm, I feel like I was in San Diego October I don't remember what date but I know I was there because I had to get something in the office. Um, so maybe it was the 13th or the 16th or something. Um, I think I was there for one night, one overnight uh, Sunday and then left Monday morning. Uh, I don't remember what day that was. I probably posted something that day, though. Um, but yeah, um, I haven't really done a whole lot, missed a, a friend's party, missed some Halloween partying, then we got Thanksgiving coming up and stuff like that, but in Veterans Weekend coming up, I know people like to party and do stuff like that, so... I'm kind of having my own, like, little solo adventure lately. Um, kind of just spending my money where I want to spend it and not really too much involvement with the, 
way too much other stuff. Um, I'm seeing that people really like this AI episode that I posted. AI chatbots and the um, uh, that Lex Friedman kind of uh, um, kind of like talking on some topics that they mentioned in that interview. Um, yeah, I'm seeing that people really like that episode. Um, that was one of the most highly listened to episodes. I cannot tell if it's because I mentioned Lex Friedman's name or the other guy who he interviewed, whose name I don't want to butcher, so maybe I won't say it right now. But, um, yeah, I can't really tell. Um, and then people like the episodes about, like, attachment, um, and things like that. So, I don't really know. Like, I'll see, I'm seeing where this, uh, pod's gonna go. Um, I, I like talking about theoretical things, too. Um, not theoretical to say, oh, it's fake or whatever, but it's, like, sometimes on this podcast, I'm more, like, unloading. I'm not really trying to, like, post, like, a lot of like like I like the deep thinking part but I'm not really sometimes trying to post like uh like not that I'm against it but a lot about like engineering types of uh deep thinking on like an engineering level like that to me is great but sometimes like my brain isn't in that exact headspace um it can be a little bit laborious when I'm just trying to, like, chill. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of recording on other kind of topics. Um, definitely in the social spectrum of things. And, um, um, so, I don't know. I, I, if I, if I were going to talk about like, AI in general, um, I guess there's something I, I want to mention, um, like, when it comes to, I don't know if, if, but yeah, when it comes to, like, AI and mental health, um, now, The ways I've seen it come up, and this isn't the full topic, and I can't tell if people wanted to hear anything about AI or if it was just a Lex Friedman thing, but in case you guys are just really interested in AI, like something I've kind of become curious about that I do also dabble in is um, AI as it pertains to mental health. Um, so what I mean by that is, like, just some examples, like, certain apps that people can use that has, like, an aspect of intelligence, artificial intelligence, um, but as a means to help people, like, with the goal to either, like, usually the goal is either, like, screening or provided, like, in an automated way, like, um, support, 
while somebody is waiting. So I'm going to throw some throw some things out there. Um, there are multiple types of apps and websites. Um, so there's the Trevor Project. Ooh, I might be blanking. I think it's 678678. Uh, you text start to 678678. I think that's Trevor Project. It's um, LGBTQ plus for ages. Ooh, I don't know the age ranges. I know the max age range is usually like in the 20s, but I mean, they don't necessarily turn people away if they're older, but that's kind of like their target age range for support. Um, They have a whole website and everything. There's more like it doesn't have to be just like the text chat. There's like other like call options and stuff too um but the ai part comes in more with the with the chat uh with the chat features um so that's one site there's another site um seven cups seven cups of tea seven cups it's an app and website it's like a peer support site that i've okay i'll get in into my opinions of these later but it it's basically an app where listeners can sign up to be supportive to people who need some kind of support uh, I'll get back to that um there's a like most places have like um an access and crisis line and a national suicide prevention line like hotline style lines um and most uh, so then there's this other one that's like a similar type of crisis support line. Um, text courage or text home to 741741. Um, those are the majority that I think are like popular. There's one, uh, Pix Health, PYX. That's a new one that I heard about. Uh, through work um, but people can get it for free if you get referred um, there's actually more features but I think people can still use it uh, without being referred Um, I just don't know the exact options on there Um, so okay Um, is that all that I wanted to talk about I mean that's specifically with mental health Um, there's other ones that have to do with sexuality or like just other social types of topics, but, um, I would say those are the main like mental health ones that I know about. I mean, I'm sure there's more, but those are definitely popular. And then you have the, the apps like, um, like BetterHelp or Talkspace and other stuff like that. Um, so I've used probably almost all of these at one point except for pig's health i think that's the one i haven't tried yet i think um so okay let me talk about that so so basically breaking them all down um i can't really say which one is best or worst i would say honestly the ones where you pay for therapist support are probably the best even though it's like 
a little bit expensive. Like, I think it's like 150 bucks for BetterHelp or Talkspace to do one-week sessions for a month. Um, there are discount codes all over the internet, so if you listen, listen to Ashley Gavin or Elena Joy or, um, you know, a lot of them have, like, discount codes because they, you know, maybe they're affiliates or something like that. So you can find discount codes all over the internet. Um, so from my experience, those ones tend to be professional, but they've decreased their ability to kind of interact more. Um, cause I feel like it, like with texting, it used to be non-scheduled and now it's scheduled. Um, and it's usually like once a week scheduled. Um, so there's that. Um, there's... Yeah, so there's that, like, that is probably the least amount for the most amount of money that of these, of these. I'm, I mean, there might be things that are way cheaper. There might be things that are, like, way more expensive. But I think Seven Cups also has it for, like, 150 bucks. But, you know, you could, you know, the, the therapists on there might be available, like, weekdays. But it is solely texting. It's not, um... It's not like BetterHelp and Talkspace where you can do like phone calls or video sessions. And then there's, uh, I'll get to the automated kind of features after explaining just my, these are my opinions. I'm not trying to deter anybody from them, but I feel like it's the kind of stuff you might want to know before spending money or before trying to actually get help for stuff. So I wouldn't say that these are bad for somebody who is like needing support uh those free like tech support like trevor support or the 741741 line or the warm line that's another one i forgot to mention the warm line um just i've noticed ever since the rona the wait times are so long that if you need help right away sometimes it's like Like, I've been on there where I've just been, like, just, like, you know, severe insomnia. Just a lot on my mind. Like, my thoughts are just racing. Anxiety super high. It's, like, 11 o'clock at night. Can't sleep. And I'm, like, I'm just going to, like, see if I can just get some support on this so I can go to bed. Because I got to work early. And I'll go on there. And, you know, by midnight, nobody's answered. By 1 o'clock, nobody's answered. And by that time, it's, like, I've already fallen asleep. So it's, like... Um, and then you wake up and see when they answered and it was maybe like four in the morning. So it's like, if you really want to wait all day, like, and then sometimes it's like, I've noticed too, that they're more rushed or more like, like if you're not there to get like a direct coping skill to try to help you with whatever you're doing, like if you're not ready to use a coping skill, then that's probably not the best support because they're usually just going to throw skills at you and just be like, okay, try this. Okay, do some deep breathing. Okay, do some progressive muscle relaxation. And then they'll just throw a thing out there and they'll be like, okay, well, if you're not suicidal, kind of like bye kind of thing. Um, That's kind of how it is lately. Like, it's not really like, let's process this emotion and like talk it through. It's more like, 
this is the issue that you have going on and here's something you can do to resolve it. Okay, are you going to try that? All right, I got to move on to the next person kind of thing. And you were waiting like hours for that. So, I mean, yes, it's supportive, but no, it's not um, the best, maybe direct support all the time. Um, as far as... Um, Um, so seven cups is the one that I think probably had the most potential to be like a great kind of hybrid, um, peer support type of, uh, type of app. So, um, seven cups, you know, they have the paid therapy that you can use. That's just text only. They have the free, you know, group therapy groups, uh, groups that actually are online at a certain time period or groups that um, just have like a topic on there, like a forum wall kind of posting thing. Um, and then there's another one that's like, well, it's on Seven Cups still, but. Um, I think that's the one that has like Noni, the chatbot called Noni, Noni, and they used to talk to you, like I, they used to be like, they would say something and you would say like, okay, I need support with, uh, like work stress or something, and then they'd connect you to somebody more directly. So what I've noticed with it is that, um, okay, I'll get, I'll get back to that because I have the most to say about seven cups so better help and talk space I don't think they really have that automated that kind of AI kind of uh kind of thing going with them I mean they might I can't remember but they might I think they do have like a type of assessment that you do when you sign up I think I'm pretty sure like asking you like your demographic details and kind of like uh like your cultural identity kind of like your specific uh things that you're trying to work on immediate stressors precipitators that type of thing and your experience with like getting help with those things um and the type of therapist you kind of prefer to work with but I don't think it's like a back and forth like automated conversation I think it's like a a form you fill out um but it kind of helps them to connect you like say if you want like a male therapist that's like older than like 40 that's like gay and bi non-binary or something they try to match you they try to give you options of people that's kind of close to your preference but i have noticed that depending what kind of minority you are or depending what kind of preference you have um, if you have those preferences that are kind of more unique preferences, like say you want like a black therapist that is Spanish speaking, or if you want, you know, just certain things that are kind of more like niche kind of needs, um, niche, niche kind of comfort preferences, um, it's a little harder to come by. Um, if you just wanted like a white woman, uh, that was licensed i mean that's that's easy to to get a therapist like that but if you 
wanted something more specific. I noticed once it starts coming to uh, the gender identity, you know, there aren't a lot of like there are people who maybe they say they've worked with uh, LGBT people and things like that. Um, But I've okay. I've also noticed this, that, you know, a lot of those therapists put that they're familiar with the community, but then they aren't as familiar as, at least for a person like me, that I would think, you know, so it's like I've brought up like relationship stressors, for example, and they have like no clue, you know, they're just like, I'm not familiar with this. And it's like, great, you know, because that's what I'm here for. But, you know, it's like, I've had those experiences where I've been like, not like a disappointed, but kind of like, I feel like I'm educating the therapist and then they have to kind of like go from the route that they understand. They kind of either like I've one thing that I've noticed and, you know, um, is, is that a lot of times they'll maybe not be familiar, but then they also won't be comfortable or open to really be focusing on queer issues like they kind of dance around it or they'll never like use the terminology or talk directly about like pronouns or the actual stressor but they'll just be like okay this is anxiety so let's talk about the anxiety underlying this and it's like but yeah aren't we going to talk about the queer perspective of what's going on you know like there's a lot that they just don't dive into because they just don't know uh, like all the kind of nuanced kind of things in different cultural lifestyles so that's one thing that I'm kind of like culturally I feel like there's a lot of a lot of that where people just are just not a good fit on the cultural end sometimes not that they really need to know how to do every single detail to help people but um I just feel like sometimes they're just so like maybe oblivious to how a person is experiencing things and just have never worked with somebody with those types of things coming up. And so they just kind of don't address it as directly and they kind of just say, oh, it's like in this other category that I'm familiar with. So here's a here's a PTSD worksheet or here's like some CBT thing. And it's like we're just really not even going to talk about the queer stuff like it's just so that for me has been something I've noticed like even though um the sites can do good with like matching you with somebody I think sometimes they'll see in the therapist maybe profile what they've listed but sometimes it's not like directly on point um so I'd say um with the automation type of connection that is where it comes in with those types of apps where it's not really so much like the chat feature directly um so when i think of like chat bots um i think the ones for trevor line for that 741 line um the only thing they really do they give you um they kind of ask you your general you know what do you need help with kind of thing i don't really know the exact actually i could probably look this up um let me see if i have a past i mean i'm not gonna read you guys the whole thing but um let me see oops 
So I'm just going to give you an... Oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm trying to like look for a text. Okay, it's just be that hard. Oh my goodness. I can't, I can't even type. Alright, so 741741. Um, so let me see. So one conversation that I actually did have, I'm trying to find out when did it start? When did it end? Um, so, okay, there was one, let's say, at 8.05 a.m. This was back in August. So I initially sent the text at that hour. Um, it just gives you this automated message back. Hi, this is crisis text line you're not alone it kind of gives you this whole thing there's a link that says basically by texting with us further you agree to our terms and there's a link for the terms and then it says the whole thing in spanish and uh i don't know what it says in spanish i guess it it looks like it says um, this is my inter my translation so uh if you speak spanish and you want to speak with a person uh von uh, i don't know what those words mean um and via la palabra espanol so i think it means like to type the word espanol uh, via message via text message now and then it says we can't receive messages over 160 characters um i'll read the spanish part excuse my accent or lack there of proper pronunciation si hablas espanol y quieres hablar con una persona voluntaria en entrenada envía la palabra espanol Via mensaje de texto ahora. So I think there's some words in there I don't really know, but I think that's what it means. Basically, if you want to speak Spanish, then uh, if you want to talk to somebody in Spanish, then uh, put the word Espanol and, uh, in the text message uh, to talk to somebody. Um, so that's the first message that comes in. And then immediately after that, it says resources while we connect you. There's a bit.ly resource, you know, and then it says like, it, you know, to write stop if you want to cancel the conversation. And then it says like, what's your basically like, why are you, uh, why are you kind of like trying to get in touch, I guess. And then it later on, well, let's see, what's the timestamp? So that was 8.05, then 8.11, it's like checking in uh please respond to continue because i guess i didn't respond 821 is asking like still looking for support please respond to continue if we don't hear from you this conversation will close in five minutes i mean the conversation hadn't even started and then by 826 a.m the conversation had closed um and so within about 21 minutes if you don't respond the conversation closes so that's one example. Um, the next example was, you know, also 827, like once it closed at 826, 
um, I responded back and then it started again from the very beginning. Those first two messages, the one with the terms and conditions with the Spanish stuff and then the, you know, the bit.ly resource link that was at 827 and then I responded at 829 and then it said at 829, thanks for sharing. It might take a moment to assign you to someone. And then by 831 a.m., somebody was assigned. And so um, that conversation lasted. Um, did I say 829? Um, okay. So it looks like mm, let me see eight twenty nine and then by nine twenty one the conversation was over um and then they send like a please answer a few questions about your experience so we can better help others and there's a link so that was one of the longer ones i think let me see i'm seeing how many times i responded um uh six seven so that was about, with seven paragraphs, it was a little less than an hour. Um, and it looks like I texted them 829, 839, um, 848, um, 857, 9 o'clock, um, 9.12. So yeah, that's how it looks when they do respond. Um, I showed you the other one of when uh, there's no, when you don't respond, what happens? Um, and, oh my gosh, um, I'm trying to see one that took a long time. Um, so that one there was a response to. Let me see. I'm trying to find one that didn't respond to see how long it takes. Like I kind of just stopped using this because it was never really working fast. So there was one that was 5.03 p.m. I initiated. Um, and by 5.25 p.m., somebody else, uh, contacted. And it looks like that's all that saved. Um, but I'm pretty sure there are other times where it took multiple hours. I just don't have any of that on here, I guess. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know if, if this is weird to, like, talk about with people. But, yeah, I use these. Like, I'm like, shoot, it's free support online. I'm not going to, like, 
bother, you know, my friends and family about random stuff all the time, you know? Like, sometimes I'm just like, I just need some non-related person to just help me with something real quick, and then, you know, we'll see. So, I've seen one with the Trevor line that was, let me see, 12.42 p.m., uh, they stopped responding by 12.49 p.m. The chat session ended. Um, so maybe it was the Trevor one that I had more problems with. Um, mm, there was one by 9.13 p.m. I sent a message. And by 9... F- sorry, by... And so nine, what did I say? Nine thirteen. No, this was. This was longer. Wait, this was longer than that. This one was nine ten p.m. I initiated the conversation, and by. Um. Nine thirteen by ten forty three. Nobody had still answered by 10.43 p.m. But I do think this one has hours. Um, I think they're not open that late or something. They're not a 24-hour line. Um, The 741-741 is a 24-hour line. And a lot of my other messages aren't available um, past, like, a year, past 2021. So... I don't have access to all my other data from there, but, um, yeah, that's kind of what it looks like, like, but I have witnessed it taking, like, really long, um, for them to respond, I just, I guess that's the only proof I have of it was that 913 to 1040-something, um, but I'm pretty sure there are others that were longer, because usually when I'm contacting them, it's, like, nighttime, I've noticed more so night or first thing in the morning, and I've noticed when it's at night, like, sometimes they just don't respond till like, like, I've fallen asleep and then I wake up and see that they responded. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's like a length of time. Um, but yeah, the one I wanted to talk about the most was Seven Cups. I mean, it's, it has the most potential to be like, uh, fully kind of like, um, a full app, pretty much, um, so they have, yeah, I mentioned they have the therapy, they have the groups, they have the, um, one, some groups where they have, like, times where they're actually live, kind of online, I don't think it's, like, video, but it's, like, live people, like, posting, like, messages back and forth, like, a, a message board, but it's live at a certain time, um, there are other ones where people just post sporadically and you can read what people wrote or like respond on your own time and people are just popping in and out on their own time now these apps aren't meant for people to really like have like a social network um the closest to that that it might come is if you have a peer supported person that's not like a paid therapist and you're talking to them um and yeah, if it's not, like, a peer support, uh, yeah, and you're talking to the, the support, um, 
That's probably one of the closest things is like if you, um, yeah, it's the best I can describe. If you have peer support and, um, and you're, um, just like if, like I've run into people who are like, you know, I'll respond to messages Mondays and Wednesday mornings at this time or whatever. And so it's like, say if you want to work through something with them kind of casually without paying, uh, there are people who kind of have a schedule on there that will like respond. Um, so for me, I would say, um, when it's not paid therapy, that was the second best option is to have like a scheduled person to work through things on a routine basis with um I did find it helpful now one thing I don't find helpful about this app anymore because it was helpful at one point but not anymore um so there are two features that I don't think they work properly anymore so one of them is them connecting you to um just like just like you go on just randomly and you're just like okay I want support and then it'll say like what's the issue that you want support with it doesn't matter what you type in there they're just going to connect you to the next available person and that available person um, a lot of the time lately has not been a helpful person I've noticed depending the time of day you log in certain times of day if you log in, there's going to be people who are in the same time zones. So you have to consider that. Like if you're a night owl and you're only on the app like late at night, you're going to get people that are probably not in your area. And so culturally, it might be a little bit of a culture clash sometimes. It might be a little bit of a, I don't know, like I don't think people get paid to use this app unless they're a therapist. And so I don't really know people's intentions for being listeners on this app when they don't really want to help but I've definitely come across in the last you know during the Rona years definitely way more people on this app that are just not helpful um you know people just going out of their way to like say weird stuff like you know I had somebody explaining their diagnosis to me and saying like oh I think you have like this diagnosis or something and it's like dude you're not a doctor you can't like say that and like you know I sent you like three sentences like how are you gonna determine that and why would you even tell me that you got diagnosed with some kind of disorder and all this kind of stuff like it's kind of like what is going on um and there have been other people who are just like eh, not uh, not fully but some people were maybe like sexually inappropriate that wasn't very common but it did happen um i think once that i fully remember maybe twice um and then what happens more so often is like the people just not being responsive like you get connected and then they ask you what's going on they say like hi or something and then you send like the response and they're like oh you know so it's like I just typed you what was going on and you're just like oh and there's no like follow-ups or like 
any kind of like exploration process or anything they're just like it's hard to even like consider if it is it really a real person and if so why the heck are they even on there like you know what are they doing on there if they're not really trying to like help you so um I mean I'm not I'm not here to like shit on India or anything like that um that's not my intention but I guess I would say that I had noticed in the last maybe couple years during the Rona more listeners from India coming through on the app and I'm not sure if it's some kind of like chat bot kind of thing like there's nothing that um alludes to any kind of scam there's nothing that I've come across where it's like oh they're asking me for like information or all of a sudden my email address password isn't the same or like I don't feel like they're trying to like hack or anything like that but it's just like I have noticed a significant amount of like the free listeners being from India like specifically more so than when I first started using this app um so that's something that's interesting to me because it tends to be those people when it's like maybe late at night it tends to be those listeners that aren't really fully responding a lot and some of them do but it's just weird like it's changed a lot it's changed a lot so I can't tell if there's like some kind of weird like implanted like chatbot listeners like I don't know what the point would even be because they're not really collecting information um they don't have to connect to you and even if they do it's like this app is so isolated as far as like details that you even share like you have a screen name that's not even your name so I don't know why there would be like actual chatbots, but I do have a bit of a theory that some of those profiles maybe aren't like legit real people that you're talking to, uh, especially just because of the nature of the app. It's like it's a very conversational app. So if you're typing to someone about your problems and then, you know, you get connected with someone who's supposedly available, who's just not responding it's like that's weird because that does happen quite often so you get connected automatically um through the ai aspect of the chat feature when you first start initiating the chat it'll usually tell you at the bottom okay there's like you'll be connected in a minute and 21 seconds or something like that and you're connected usually on time but then once the next person's available it's like okay like this person's not even talking um and I've tested it, and it's not even, like, if you type just a little or if you type a whole lot at once. Like, they just don't respond. So it's like, well, why would they say they're available if they're not even going to respond? And usually they say hi or hello first, or how can I help you or something, and then you say, and then they just never say anything. Like, that is weird to have that happen multiple times, uh, as well as the ones that maybe do respond, but it's not a significant response. It's like why are you even on here um so I don't know if it's like a cultural difference where like maybe they see like okay I'm listening you talk I listen but it's kind of like when there's like very limited like just oh okay as a response like you say this deep thing and then they're just like oh okay and it's like oh, okay <laughs> you know it's like am I supposed to keep saying things now or is it your turn like it's kind of weird um so those are like 
some of the negative experiences I've had that are through um, kind of like this automated um, kind of chat feature related thing. I'm kind of speculating that there's a little bit of a bot features kind of in here like people maybe made some weird bot you know feature for what reason I don't know maybe just for the fact of a project of making a bot profile I don't know um but this isn't the type of app to really have that on there like um it I don't really know what purpose it would even serve um other than making a project out of it, but then it's like, well, why would you keep your bot still there? Um, you're not really gathering like personal data. You're not asking questions other than how's your day. Um, so there's, yeah, I've gotten a lot of those that were just like useless kind of either one word responses that were so just like disconnected that it's like, you can't even tell if it's a real person. Um, in a lot of those and it might be because of the time of day um it might just be because you know the app maybe is a little bit infiltrated maybe but I can't really prove it because nothing's really happened other than it being weird or people on occasion having like a weird response when they did respond I'm like this is definitely not a bot you know but um But yeah, I've noticed, okay, so that's one thing I've noticed. Another thing I've noticed is when you sign in, uh, when you you try to choose, like there's a feature where you can choose like more specifics about the listener, the free listener who's going to support you. So you can go and choose like, I don't know, like age ranges and um, you can choose like age ranges, um, like maybe like if you're looking for someone that's like LGBT or someone with like helping with substances or PTSD or anxiety or insomnia or depression or whatever the topic is that's like the main purpose of you coming there um I've noticed that they don't really do a good job directly connecting you and that's kind of something I'm noticing amongst these mental health support apps is that for some reason that feature um I haven't like I've said these are the ones I've used I haven't come across an app yet that's been good at connecting um connecting with the type of person you're looking for just because I think it goes through your profile keywords like the therapist profile keywords this is my guess and the therapist profile usually they use keywords of types of clients that they've worked with but it doesn't necessarily mean that they can directly help you with that thing. Like if you put PTSD, yeah, maybe they've had clients that had PTSD, but they're not specifically trained uh, to help people with PTSD. Or like, you know, a lot of times I, I put LGBT and then I've come across a lot of therapists that paid or not paid um, that just don't really have that you know, ability to really support on LGBT issues. Um, I think maybe going through Trevor line or even getting therapy through the center or other types of options or, you know, just manually researching out and like asking the therapist, you know, but I feel like as an automated feature, that's something that I've kind of noticed 
um, that doesn't really work very well. And then as far as the bots, I, I don't even know. There is a built-in bot to the app. Like, that's what initiate when you initiate, um, that's kind of how you kind of get connected to where, like, you can browse around in the app on your own, but, you know, if you're trying to, like, chat with somebody, usually you go through the bot first, um, which isn't always helpful. Like, it connects you to the next available person, but it kind of doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what the issue is you're coming with. It's more like, is there somebody available at this time? And I've noticed even if you've put in preferences, it doesn't necessarily um, follow those preferences. So as far as what I'm describing now, I think that's my experience with it. Um, it's a... Uh, um, it's a pretty um it's a pretty interesting topic but like when you actually need help it's kind of like sometimes you want something more direct um and I've kind of used these features as you can tell I'm very um familiar with it um so yeah, like that's kind of how how I am with it, but um um ah, I hope that's interesting. I hope that's helpful. Um again, I don't know if people really want to hear about chatbots or if they just really like Lex Friedman, but that's probably my two cents of the of the of something that I use that has some AI relevance that's something that I would say is trying to help people but where I kind of see some kind of holes where it's like eh, this isn't always really helpful or maybe it's just made for like majority culture um, types of demographics and you know it just doesn't have those nuanced like cultural features um, kind of handled yet um, I think I did get a response, I think, I don't know if it was through Reddit, or through the Seven Cups app, when I already, when I did, like, a complaint, um, to, you know, not talk to one specific person, um, the person that I was saying was, like, giving out diagnoses and stuff, and I was just like, that's just not appropriate, um, like, I was like, I don't really, I think that they were there to just, like, uh, kind of be negative, like, they were kind of pointing, like, like, like I mentioned, I didn't say that many things, I said maybe, like, four sentences, and they took it and ran with some other, like, um, you know, like, you need some kind of medication kind of thing, and I was just like, like, I don't know exactly what I wrote, but it wasn't that intensive. It wasn't, it was just like a a common, you know, a common kind of like routine type of stressor that like most people deal with. Like it wasn't, it wasn't something that was like so extreme, like for them to be concerned. It Like it was something, I don't know the exact topic, but it was something along the lines of, 
you know, like, say if I said something, like, um, you know, I'm doing, I've, I've noticed during dinner, the past three days, I'm doing a little bit of stress eating, um, you know, because, you know, my work day was stressful, so after work, I'll eat dinner super early, but it's, like, you know, fatty, high carbs, like, not very, uh, health structured meal or something like that, and then if they took it, for example, this isn't exactly what happened, but, like, say if they took it and they're, like, oh, I think, I think you have bulimia, you need, like, medications, and, like, 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 I have bulimia, like, they were, like, I got a diagnosis and I had to go to this hospital, it would be like that, like, if you said something that's kind of, like, okay, like, something that that you that a common experience would happen that you're just like yeah I just want to talk this through and then they kind of took it and ran with like some other like severity thing and I mean I'm not here to like shame diagnosis shame or medication shame or anything like that but it's like you know I work in mental health and I know kind of like what it takes to you know go through a process of an assessment and get to the point of seeing formally what a diagnosis would be and I know who's allowed to give those assessments and what the assessments and questioning looks like and I've done the assessments for people the ones that doctors look at that when they do their assessment they do the formal diagnosis and I've given like a preemptive you know clinical formulation of like what a diagnosis you know a diagnostic kind of process you know, would look like and everything, um, and this person was not doing that, they were just like, oh, like, you mentioned, like, something about food, and this is some other diagnosis related to food that they happen to have, or whatever, um, and I, whatever the diagnosis was that they were mentioning didn't even have, it didn't even meet the criteria for what I was, like, saying, so, I don't really know, like, I was just kind of like, all right, whatever, um, but yeah, like, that person wasn't a bot, but, um, yeah, I don't have that many experiences that are, like, negative, or, uh, the only thing I can say is, like, a weird trend is, like, the, kind of the, um, the chatbot feature, um, and I'm wondering if they do have some chatbot profiles because I have noticed that it's just kind of weird like on a therapy app if you are doing peer support you're supposed to support the person when they're texting and so if you're available and then or if it says you're available and then you're just never responding then you're not available or maybe there's something wrong with you know maybe if people don't log out of it or something and then the app just maybe connects you even though maybe you didn't formally log out of your account as a listener or something, like, maybe that's what's happening. Like, maybe they're saying that they're available when they're not available. Um, But I would think that they would have had to vet that and ask the actual listener before they connect it to the person needing support. Like, you would think that they would have them verify that they're available. Like, hey, there's a listener are you available to talk to them? And then they'd have to probably press yes or no or something. And then, um, yeah, (laughs) I don't really know, but I'm just guessing that they're not just going to be like, 
oh, look, this person looks like they're online now. Here, here, take this call. Like, talk to, chat to this person. Um, I don't know. I'm just speculating that that's probably how it would go. But, um, I think that's the majority of what I have to say. Um, but I think (sighs) these apps, you know, they kind of do a good job. There's other apps that are more casual, uh, casual, like, um, I think Amino. Those are another, that's another one that I was just always like, you know, like it's like they're cool, but it's like, maybe it's just how people are online. They just don't maybe have a lot of depth to them sometimes, but it's like, for me, I'm like, dude, if I'm in like a chat, I'm going to chat, you know, like, I'm not like going to not talk. Like, why would I go into an app and then nobody's talking in the chat room you know, or, like, you try to get a chat going, and then, like, nobody's responding, you know, it's kind of weird to me, um, but I don't know, I don't know, like, um, like, I don't, like, fully know, I'm just thinking out loud that, to me, that kind of feature is weird, uh, to me, it's kind of weird, honestly, um, but yeah, uh, don't know, bro, um, so yeah, that's probably most of what I'd have to say. I don't know if this even qualifies for the, for the topic of AI and chatbots, but, um, uh, for me, that's kind of probably where it comes up the most. Um, I'm not really even going to go into the ones in the dating apps. They're kind of not really like useful. Um, you can kind of tell when you're talking to a bot in an app, um, but they are getting a little more intelligent, but I've noticed sometimes it's like, if it's not for like a corporation, I feel like the automated aspect isn't really programmed too good in my experience um, with at least the mental health ones. It just seems like they're not, they kind of just go by this like, here's the question, here's your answer here's another question, here's your response, and then they kind of have you on a hold time if you're not, like, in direct crisis mode. They kind of, like, triage, um, which I think is fine, but at the same time, it's, like, you know, having, like, a really lengthy wait time with, like, an indefinite kind of, like, response time, like, that is a little bit stressful, because when you're directly contacting somebody for support, it's like, imagine if you did this for like GoDaddy or like Chase Bank or, you know, your debit card or AAA with your, when your car battery dies or something and you were on their app and there was like a chat feature and you're like, something's, you know, I have like a support question or whatever and then like they never respond for like two and a half hours like that's kind of like okay well what's the point you know what I mean so I feel like when it comes to these like mental health apps and stuff it's a little bit it's a little bit different um um so I don't really know I don't really know I don't really know bro I don't really know guys um, but I just kind of see it. Maybe I'm just seeing it that way, but I'm kind of seeing it as a little bit of a different, um, 
type of experience um like i feel like the corporations are able to use it to like narrow down which department to directly connect you with versus when it comes to mental health they seem to be just connecting you to any old available body um based on maybe time zone and availability they're not really even though you you have the at the availability to put in as part of the features you're looking for they don't seem to really have that really kind of flushed out too well um that's been my experience i mean it's not a hundred percent like that sometimes i have been connected kind of more directly to people who kind of like get it who are kind of like oh they actually do know how to help you know but usually um it's not usually that way um it's not usually that way so um I I think that's all I have to say. Um and thanks for listening.